Hey, Lewis here. I mean, obviously it's me, right? I'm the only guy who actually runs this freaking show. Anyways, I'm here to tell you about something that I'm working on that I'm really excited about. It's not going to be ready until later this year. However, I'm going to give you the lowdown on it so you can get it for free. Here it is. I am going to be releasing a podcast monetization masterclass. I've been spending the last few months on this, building it, refining it, even training my team on how to use this with our own clients. When it is out and finally published and ready, it will be anywhere from, I'd say, $47 to $197. I'm not sure what I'm going to price it at yet, and there'll be a lot of bonuses that go with this course as well. However, the first 100 people who actually raise their hand, say they want it, and actually go through the course and give me good feedback are going to get it for free, okay? So if you want to be one of those 100 people, there will be a link to a page where you can sign up and add your name to it and your email, and then I will send you the 1.0 version of this course when it is out, all right? You'll be one of the first 100 people. Once I hit 100 people, I am shutting it off, and it will be a paid product, and that will be it, all right? So make sure if you want this course for free, be one of those 100 people because that is the only way you will be able to get it for free. All right, that is it. Now back to this episode. Hey, welcome to the podcast domination show where we help you launch, grow, monetize, and dominate the podcasting space. This is a show where we believe that if you can get attention with your podcast, you can influence someone. And if you can influence someone, you can get them to take massive action. And if you can get someone to do that, you, my friend, can dominate. I'm Luis Diaz, your host and founder of Podcast Domination, and I'm your guide. Let's go. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Podcast Domination Show. On this episode, I've got a friend of mine coming on the show who is a very interesting creator. He specializes, well, a lot of his products specialize in really automation. So automating things you freaking hate doing over and over and over again. And you also hate, me personally, I'll tell you guys, I hate paying people for stuff I can get software to do over and over again, right? So like why pay someone for for something that a piece of software could do a lot more efficient, a lot more consistently, and probably a lot more cost effective. So anyways, Hani Mora is my guest today on the podcast domination show. And he is the creator of a couple of different really cool tools that we talk about on the show today. But besides that, a few things I want you to, to really take away from this episode. It's, it's a bit of a long one. I understand if you can't stay the whole 60 minutes, I'm not going to hate you. Trust me, I promise. But make sure you check out the show notes at lewisryan.com. But anyways, um, Hani talks about really the importance of putting and really the advantages of putting your podcast on YouTube. Now, even if you don't have a video version of your podcast, don't worry, his software, repurpose.io, has you covered with some really sick-ass templates. So we talk about that. We talk about the benefits and how that could affect your SEO and how much easier it is actually to rank with a video with YouTube SEO than trying to rank your blog post and your show notes. So that's a big takeaway there. He also talks about a lot of the cool things you can do with repurpose.io, which I think could really level up anyone's social media presence if you are looking to be more omnipresent, be more effective across multiple different channels. So sit back, enjoy, take some freaking action once you hear about this. Go check out repurpose.io. It'll be in the show notes, but that's pretty simple. You guys can probably type that in on Google and find out more about Honey. Um, you can also check Honey out at Honey Mora. That's H-A-N-I-M-O-U-R-R-A.com. 
He's got a site that has a couple of his other really cool tools that I've purchased myself and use on my site and everything else. So be sure to check that stuff out. Enjoy this episode and I'll catch you later. Peace. Honey, this is this has been a long awaited interview. I know we scheduled this like in November of last year and I initially met you first time in person at Podcast Movement, which was fun. I think we did mm-hmm. Instagram live because I loved uh, repurpose.io so much. <laughs> so I'm yeah. glad to have you on today, man. Thanks, man. It's been a pleasure. It's great talking to you. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a while. But I definitely want to go over a few things with you because you've got some some pretty interesting things going on. And I've always been a fan of, of your products. I think I first initially found out about you through um, Simple Podcast Press. Correct. I'm saying that correct. Yeah. yeah, simple podcast press. And for those who don't know, we can just dive in right there and then I'll, we'll kind of backtrack into how you got into this. I guess we can dive in right there. Was that your first product that you built or what was kind of your first software product that you built for for the podcasting space or just in general? Actually, the simple podcast press is my first one in the podcasting space, but I had one before that in in the content marketing space, in a similar space. Basically, it was a WordPress plugin for YouTube. And that's that was my first software I ever built. And basically the idea was to automate making blog posts for you. So you put a video on YouTube, blog post appears on your site with the video embedded and all the comments. So that's how I got into this space. I've been a YouTuber, I don't say YouTuber, but I've been a video <laughs> blogger, I guess, back uh, 2009. And I just wanted to automate some of the steps I was doing. I have a software background and I love geeking out about automation, kind of right. something to help me save some time. And that was how, that's how the, the first plugin was born. It was called Simple Video Press. Got it. And so backtracking before that, your software background, I, we were going to talk a lot about automation today because that's one of the things I think you do really well. Like I've seen other people do it, but it doesn't come out as like how you envision it or how you want it, which is a different story when it comes to your stuff. So that's why I wanted to get you on. But going back into your history in, in software development, what brought that into your life? Yeah, I've I've always been a video guy. Like I would love as a kid, I was always the guy who take all the family videos and edit them together so we can actually watch it, right? You know, you record hours of video and you would never watch it because it's not fun to watch. <laughs> right. Uh, anyway, so I would love video as a kid. I've always been spending hours doing that. Then I went to university and studied computer engineering. So I was always, you know, I liked that kind of stuff. And then just then I started blogging about video because I loved video and it was fun teaching and video marketing. And then I just one day it just hit me. It's like, dude, you're like building software and mm-hmm. you're like video. Why don't you build a software for video? And it was like, oh, brilliant. Uh, and I didn't know what it was though. I didn't know what the, what it was, but I knew it had to be a video. It had to be a software related to video. And then it kind of evolved. Like I was kind of see what I do every day that's annoying that I can automate. And that's kind of how the the first WordPress plugin came out was uh, Simple Video Press. Is just the whole idea was that's just I hated the fact that I had to upload a video and yeah. then grab the embed code, make a blog post, paste it in there, put the title, all that stuff. It's just like, why am I doing this again? I've already done it. Yeah. When I made the YouTube video, so that's how it was born. Gotcha. Yeah. And and today it's funny because like all of your products, all the things you do and you make are around that kind of centralized idea where it's you do it once. Everything else is done for you. And I don't know. I don't know if it's just me as a type A person, but when I hear it's like, when I hear automated, like I get goosebumps. <laughs> that word, you know, <laughs> marketing automation, automated. Like I do it once, press a button, it does it for me. Like that's, it's always been like, oh man, like 
Let's just have that for everything we do in life, right? Yeah. So I wish everything in life was automated. <laughs> but no, but it's, it can be scary though. I think you bring up a good point here. Some people are intimidated by automation mm-hmm. and and I know that. Like I know people like a little bit of control. So a lot of each of the tools always has an option to kind of like turn off partial automation. Yeah. For example, things can be drafts unpublished, so you can tweak them up. So it's you know, I, I, I do know that. I know people are love set it and forget it, and people love well, I wish you could do most of it, but just let me do the final touches on it. Right. So all the software gets built with that in mind to give you flexibility. Right. And to fast track, I guess now, your main project or what you're working on now, what you're focused on is repurpose.io. That's right. Yeah. It's been repurposed been around for a couple of years now, hitting its second year, not even a couple of years, hitting its second year, time of this recording. And But I've been doing software. This is probably my f- going to my fifth or sixth year. I lose track. <laughs> I think fifth year now doing software since my first plugin. So I've, I think we're up to four plugins, four WordPress plugins, and now Repurpose, which is a completely standalone web application. Right. You run in the browser, no software to download, that kind of deal. Gotcha. And the thing, why I bring that up is for me, it's you hear all the time today, it's like you've got to be everywhere, or at least you have to have a strong presence on maybe just one platform. Obviously, most people are trying to do more than that. Um, and it's hard to do more than that at once. It's really hard to be good at multiple platforms. But what attracted me to, to Repurpose.io is that it makes it really easy. And I don't want to make this like a sales pitch. I just like the product. I think it's um, <laughs> it's like I'm just really fascinated with. So for me, it's it's always interesting. And I wanted to get you on here because I want to know, uh, really for me personally, selfishly, but also for the listeners, like the best way in terms of repurposing content, kind of going into your strategy and how you use the platform as well. Talking about Repurpose.io, because yeah. I'd love to get some insights on this, because I like I like the tool, but there's so many ways to use it. I want to get your idea on how to use it effectively and, and that sort of thing. Yeah, so Repurpose.io is, is primarily for podcasters and also for people who create video content. So it's kind of have two types of people who use it. Um, I mean, I can talk more about the podcasting. So if you have an audio podcast, Audio podcast, we all know it's it's great because people can consume on the go. Uh, they can subscribe, you know, via their favorite app, iTunes, etc., mm-hmm. Apple Podcast. But sometimes people don't they like your content, but people don't know how to find it on a podcast or how to listen to it on a podcast. So that's kind of where having it on other social platforms, having a video version on YouTube, and having it on Facebook, and having it on your blog, those things come in handy because well, it just attracts an audience that doesn't really know what a podcast is, right. but they can still benefit from your content. Right, exactly. And I've learned, I don't know, for me, I've learned it's like, it's not really about having a podcast as much as it is about having a show and having a message you can get out to people to take get them to take action on something. And so it's like, it doesn't really matter where that hits them, whether it's Facebook or Instagram or LinkedIn mm-hmm. or podcast. It's a matter that it gets out there, right? Yeah, and out there it's on channels that people hang out exactly. on. Like people, will, people will find it on the channels they normally hang out on. So some people love Instagram, some people love Facebook. So you want to be on those platforms, not to be all, hey, I'm everywhere, but you're just available to the to new listeners and new people to find you and discover your content. Yep, exactly. And now in terms of kind of content marketing, I know it's a big, it's a broad term, but <laughs> let's just, I want to position it kind of for the podcaster who's, who's maybe they're six months in and they're trying to figure out how do I, get my content out on other places. You know, if I'm that guy coming to you, 
what's your strategy or what is your um, advice, I would say, mm-hmm. for someone who's looking to say, I want to get out, get my podcast out of more platforms? Yeah, no, I mean, assuming you have a podcast, you've got a bunch of episodes, that's the hard part. Yeah. You know, getting it out, getting good content. And that should be your main focus. Secondary is, of course, you want people to listen, consume, watch, your read your content. So at a minimum, 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 you want to have your podcast episode on a website because something you own, a property you own. And the whole idea here is that two things for me. One is you can send people to a page, people who don't necessarily have a smartphone or they don't know what a podcast Mm -hmm. is. You can get them to actually consume your content. You say, hey, visit this page and you can go ahead and just listen to my episode. And two, even more important for me is you can get people on an email list. Can't really do that on other platforms, especially on an audio podcast, but if they're listening on your website, you have some kind of email opt-in box, that's an opportunity to have a two-way conversation to get them on an email list. Gotcha. So that's number one is just get it on your website. Make sure that uh, it's easily consumable. You know, click a little simple play button on your site, something obvious, clear for people to just click and listen. Got it. And in terms of number one, yeah, what's the, what would be the next guess recommendation for you? To me, I mean, the most people most mostly do is obviously what's on their website, they tweet it out, they share it on Facebook, but they're sharing links to their website, which is great. It's just one way to, for people to click through to listen. What I recommend doing above and beyond that is to get it onto other platforms natively so people can consume it on that platform without having to click a link. So the two places I, I tell people to do is to go onto Facebook as a video. Facebook loves video. So basically converting an audio podcast into a video version right. of it. And then having that uploaded to Facebook and having that uploaded to YouTube as well. And you want to do it on Facebook as well. If your audience is on Facebook, they can watch videos natively without having to leave, right? And Facebook loves video. They don't like links, especially when you try to embed a YouTube link. <laughs> they don't like that at all. So uploading a full video to YouTube, uh, sorry, to Facebook. Facebook loves you, will give you more love. And then another interesting kind of side effect, which I don't, I kind of started discovering this more recently, is if you have a business behind your podcast, and a lot of people do, they have products or services they're offering, mm-hmm. you can retarget sending Facebook ads to people who watch specific videos for a certain duration of time. So, you know, you can have this content library of videos on your Facebook page, and then you can start sending ads for very cheap on Facebook, only to those people who've watched or listened to your content on your Facebook page. So it's almost like a filter to say, hey, people are interested in this topic, I can retarget them and send them ads. So just having that content on there gives you that flexibility down the road. Nothing you have to do right away, but it gives you a flexibility down the road to send ads to them if you decide or if you have a business behind your product. If you don't, it's just a great way to get exposure. People can watch on their phones. I say watch, but really they're listening yeah. to the, the audio piece of it. And then it's kind of very similar to YouTube. You want to do the same thing on YouTube. And YouTube, we all know, is owned by Google. It's a powerful search engine. And you know, I myself have a lot of videos that people find my video by just Googling on Google, right? They're not even on YouTube. They Google something and then my YouTube video comes up because, yeah, YouTube serves, uh, sorry, Google serves uh, results. Even if it's not your own site, it's videos that you own. So it's a great opportunity for people to, to get your content discovered on on search engines. Gotcha. I would say it's a, ton, a lot easier to, to get your 
YouTube video ranked than to get a blog post ranked. Really? So YouTube, yeah, YouTube's I, I, easier. My experience. Yeah, YouTube's easier. If you do a little bit of tweaking, a little bit of description, a little bit of keywords on YouTube to be on the first page of Google. Like if you type in podcast to YouTube, for example, my video shows up. Not my repurposed site, but my video on YouTube shows Got up it. as on the first page. So it's you have a better chance of getting those videos to rank uh, compared to getting your own show notes page or episode page on your blog to mm. rank for a particular episode. That's interesting. Yeah, so so it makes it makes a perfect point as to why you would want to repurpose on YouTube for podcasts because it's mm-hmm. going to be easier to rank that video if it's a, even if it's a podcast than it would to rank your show notes page and all that other stuff. Exactly. And then uh, just like all other platforms, Facebook, YouTube, all the platforms, very important to have a call to action. Yep. Uh, and and one call to action is um, recommended by me is just don't tell them to follow me here and subscribe <laughs> here and do this and that. And the other is like, ah, I don't know what he's talking about. So, you know, click this link. And if you want to learn more or if you want to download this free something or do you want to join this Facebook group, whatever your call to action is, just make it one and make sure you add a link to your Facebook post, to your YouTube description. And of course, if they're on your site listening, you want to have an email opt-in box on there. So the content is there for a purpose. The content is there to educate, build trust. uh, But at the same time, you want a user to take some kind of action, whether opt-in to an email or, you know, join a Facebook group, et cetera. So every piece of content should have a call to action. Uh, Two things there I think are really, really important. Number one that you mentioned is the retargeting ability on Facebook. So it makes a perfect business case as to why you want to get your stuff your stuff on Facebook just so that you have it there. So when people are watching, you can pull the ads. You can look at like, how can I use this to and run ads to it? What ads should I run to it? What customers are, you know, what are they biting for? And then number two, which is blanking on me now, so I'll come back to it later. <laughs> but, <laughs> but that was the big one. Like you can use it for 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 paid ads in, in the future, right? Yeah, so I just want to clarify. So you're not necessarily, you don't have to send ads to that no, episode. Right. Uh, what you're doing is people consume that episode or watch that video on Facebook on a particular topic. You say, oh, wait a second, this guy's watched, let's say 50% of mm-hmm. this video, they're interested. I'm going to send them an ad to my coaching service, et cetera. So you can just basically um, gauge interest right. based on what they're watching on your Facebook page. And the, the beauty of it is it's, it saves you a ton of money. You're not trying to reach a kind of cold audience or people who don't know who you are. They've already watched your video and it's a lot cheaper for you because you're only targeting those people who watch that gotcha. video. So it's a little more advanced, but it's something I discovered recently and I, I didn't know you can do that. So it's kind of like a, a bonus to have the content there. And then you can pick and choose which videos uh, that you want to uh, retarget the people that watch that video. So it's just another business opportunity for sure. And in terms of, I know on the repurpose.io site, you have Instagram TV on there. And I, I know we spoke mm-hmm. about it last time and it was, it was something we were kind of, you were kind of working on. Yeah. Is so, there any progress to that? I want to get an update on that. That's a really interesting platform. Yeah. yeah, Instagram TV and Instagram itself, whether it's a you know, video right. post or Instagram story. So the actual act of publishing to Instagram is not allowed by third-party software, not legally allowed by third-party right. software. So we can't publish videos by repurpose directly, like via our software or any software right. for that matter. Unless you're like, the only way to do it is directly from your phone. Or if you're doing Instagram TV, I think you can do it from the web browser, but you can't do it through third-party mm. software. But Instagram itself likes Square Videos. 
uh, requires square videos, I should say, not vertical, not horizontal. Instagram TV requires vertical videos. So what we did was part of our repurpose.io is in, we've always had this ability to take an audio and make it into a nice looking video. And you can we have these templates that you can choose from and you can just upload your own templates. But they've always been vertical, hmm. like you know, for YouTube, designed for YouTube and vertical also works on Facebook. So you have a nice moving waveform and all. it looks great, but you can't upload that to Instagram. So back in December, we added templates for square and for vertical. So now you can custom design your vertical template. We give you all the specs. Or you can choose one of our templates. And then basically, we create the video for you that's ready to go, whether you want it for Instagram TV, vertical, or you want it square. And we can upload that to either a Dropbox or a Google Drive. And then you or your team or someone on your team can just go grab it from there and upload that to Instagram or Instagram TV or also maybe even LinkedIn, if you have an audience on LinkedIn. So we mm -hmm. have this capability of making these videos for you, sending them off to a Dropbox in either vertical, horizontal, or square format, you pick, and then you know you or your team can go ahead and just upload that to any platform that's not natively integrated with our repurposed software. Right, and now one thing you mentioned to me before the call that I completely forgot about repurpose, which is really interesting, is that you can even mix the outro and the intro in it too, right? Yeah, so that was yeah, so cool. <laughs> a lot of time. Yeah. So you can do a couple of things. Like if you're a podcaster, you have an audio podcast, and then you make this video that comes out, right? A lot of videos, let's say on YouTube, people have their own little animated right. intro. Say, this is my YouTube channel or this is my company, or whatever. You can make a little have that video uploaded to repurpose and then tell the software, hey, when you make this, when you take my audio into video, I want you to add this bumper video to it whether in the beginning or the end or both. And then we will do that. The software will do that for you. And then it will, before it uploads to YouTube, you're going to have kind of a, you know, a YouTube branded uh, video with your own little animated intro and outro on top of the video that we make, which is really cool. You can do that with any platform. I forgot to mention, we actually back in December also added um, mm -hmm. two things, audio snippets. So in the past, it was always one full episode. Right. And then now you can choose, hey, you know, I want only um, 30 seconds or two minutes or whatever. And you can trim it and have a little teaser clip go out to um, your, your different platforms. Ah, that's interesting. So you can, you can do that for YouTube, Facebook, you know, the ones we talked about. But also we have native integration with Twitter as well. Hmm. So okay. and, and as a bonus, if you I don't know if you do this for yourself or for your clients and stuff, if you have uh, those uh, timestamps, mm -hmm in your yeah. show notes it's it's even cooler because you just put them in your show notes on on your podcast feed let's say on Libsyn or whatever if you put those timestamps in there repurpose will pick them up automatically make the snippets for <laughs> you and just queue them up like basically ready to go so you can just hit publish on whenever you want to publish that particular snippet so you don't actually have to go in and and you know, cut it down to two minutes or one minute or whatever. It will just pick up the timestamps and get them ready for you. You don't have to use them, right. but it'll just get them ready for you. So you definitely check out the audio snippets, which is a good way to kind of promote a little teaser clip or maybe a very important quote from your guest that you want to integrate into your like social media marketing. So say, hey, you want to check out the do the video, thirty yeah. seconds long. They hear an interesting quote. Say, you know, stay tuned. We're going to release this next week or. We just launched a full episode. Click here to listen to it. 
and send them to your site. That's that's powerful to listen for. Now, I want to step yeah. back a little bit and and kind of give the big picture here of why this is important. Kind of why content repurposing is important because I've been a, personally I've been on the hamster wheel building content with a podcast and then using it my team to repurpose it. And it's a it's a lot of legwork. It's a lot of planning. So I kind of want to get your take on the importance of it and kind of the the benefits of repurposing content and and go there because I think it's important to set that. Give it the why. The why. Yeah. I mean to me, you you put effort, you put heart and soul, you put you know, you put your heart into the content. And that's really the most important piece is creating the content, whether it's solo show, interview show. So you want you want people to to listen to it. You want people to consume it. You don't really care where they listen to it, whether it's on their phone or on their website, but you want as many people to kind of benefit and get the impact from your, from your, uh, from your content you created. So the only way, I mean, the way to do that is to put it in front of them platforms they already hang out on. And of course you can do all this yourself Well, you don't need repurpose.io. It's just, it's just time. -time That's, that's, yeah, you need to hire somebody. Or you need to do it yourself. And it's it can be very time consuming to do every little piece, uploading here, making a video from audio. Something we didn't talk about as well is if you're doing Facebook Lives, a lot of podcasters now are starting to do yeah. live shows on Facebook Live. So Repurpose has this option to automatically strip the audio for you. So basically go from a video podcast into an audio podcast. So you can do a video, sorry, a video live stream. We can convert that into an audio podcast and Upload that to your podcast host, like Libsyn or SoundCloud or wherever you hang out. So, anyway, back to the back to the why. The why is you want to create content and you want the most people to hear it, and you don't want to spend extra effort getting it out on all those platforms. Got it. And and you you mentioned a big point there because everyone with, with the Facebook Live things, I want to kind of go through some workflows with you because podcasters have their own workflow, like like they record on Audacity first and they upload it to maybe a Dropbox file. Or Facebook Live people, they just jump on Facebook Live and then they do their thing from there. YouTubers record it and then they upload it to YouTube. And I know there's some different mm-hmm. ways you can re- you can kind of use like keep your same front end part of your workflow and then let let repurpose.io do the rest. So I want to walk through those to give people some some context and for my own clarity as well because I know some certain workflows, but I don't know all of them. So I'm pretty sure I'm under leveraging mm-hmm. it. Like we'll take the first one from the Facebook Live perspective. So what else, where else can it go from there after, if you're using repurpose.io, like I know it can go to your, your host for Lipson. What else Mm -hmm. can you set it up to go after that? That's, that's a perfect question. So the idea here is you want to take your Facebook live, get it onto YouTube. That's number one. So if you're not doing that, that's the first workflow I would set up on repurpose or if you or do it yourself manually, whatever. Just get it on YouTube. We talked about the importance of YouTube and SEO and discoverability. Next is on your website. If you don't have this video on your website, you definitely want to get it onto your website, like embed the video. We have a plugin called Simple Social Press that will do it automatically. Like take a Facebook video, put it on your blog. Same kind of thing. You're just putting it on content where people can consume it. People who may not be on Facebook, they may not know anything about you. You can send them a link to your blog. Hey, watch this video. So definitely have it on your blog, number two. And then I would, this is not for everybody, but I think it's for everybody, but people don't, I don't know. <laughs> I want to I, it. <laughs> they don't want to do it or yeah. I'm not sure the reasons, but I say there's no harm in trying 
or in, no harm in getting your video content, a live stream that you've done, into an audio format. So the people who like consuming audio, people who like to go for walks, the gym, driving, they can't watch your live streams. They can subscribe to your show as an audio podcast. So we have an ability in Repurpose to take a live stream after you're done, strip the audio, even allow you to upload an intro and an outro that we stick to it. And we can directly publish that to SoundCloud and or Lipson. So if you're hosting your podcast on Lipson, let's say, we can upload it, which means if you set it up to be fully automated, you can go live within an hour or so uh, and you're done your show, automatically you will have an episode that's on your podcast feed live if you want it to be. It could be draft, but it can be live. Basically means okay. it's on iTunes, your subscribers get notified, it's on Spotify, wherever your podcast already lives, you, you basically your, your episode will appear automatically. So it's that powerful, it's that easy without, you didn't have to do anything extra, you just went live. And then right. using the plugin, you can have it on, using Repurpose, you can have it on YouTube, you can have it on as a audio podcast on your podcast feed. And using that plugin I talked about, you can also have it as a blog post. So imagine doing one piece of content and you have it on three different platforms. Exactly. Without now, doing, like literally without doing anything. You don't even need to log into Repurpose. You don't need to log into your blog. It just happens. Yeah, that's powerful. And that's the cool thing about it. One question in terms of uh, show notes. Mm -hmm. Could you... Could you pre-write those or would you have like, how would that work if you wanted to do show notes or something like that? You'd yeah, so there's two ways. You can save it as draft and then in WordPress you can, or sorry, if we're talking about repurpose, like taking your audio podcast to YouTube, basically we read the, whatever's in your podcast feed. So when you go and upload an episode to let's say Libsyn or whatever podcast yeah. platform you're using, my recommendation, if possible, is to basically put in your show notes right there in the description field, put in your show notes if you have them ready by then. And yeah. then that will get pulled into um, to the YouTube as your full YouTube description. So you don't have to go and edit the YouTube description. It's it's ready to go. It's exactly what's on your lips and uh, on your podcast feed. If you're using the WordPress plugin, it will take that and make that description. So if you have the opportunity to do it in one place, like on your podcast host, mm -hmm. do it there. Otherwise, you'd have to do, for example, if you have the video go to, from, re, from your podcast to YouTube, you can have it as private video. Then you can go in and, and add it later. Edit I guess. later, and then you can schedule or publish that episode on YouTube. So that's one kind of way of doing it. And same thing, if you're going from using our plugin, you want to go to your blog as a blog post, you can have that set as draft so that everything is there and you can tweak it before you hit publish or before you schedule it to go live on your blog. Got it. In terms of, let's just say from a podcaster's perspective, they maybe they record their live episode, upload it to Libsyn. Could you have a workflow that says like, okay, once I upload it to Libsyn and it publishes, send it to, you might've already covered this, so I apologize, send it to YouTube, send it to mm -hmm. Facebook Live or Facebook you videos. Got it. That's the power of it. Yes, you can do that. And okay. the way you do it is, it's basically two workflows. We call them workflows. Each, each rule uh -huh. is a, what we call a workflow. So you can have one workflow that says, after I go live, send it to Lipson. And then you can have another workflow that says, you know, whenever you see a new episode on my podcast feed, send it to YouTube. Got it. So it's the one will trigger the other because your Facebook Live will add an episode to Lipson 
which means that it's live on your feed. It's live. It's, you know, live podcast episode. And then repurpose will go, oh, I see a new episode on your podcast feed. I'm going to make a YouTube version of it and or, you know, a Twitter version of it or et cetera. You, know, you can make a million, right. unlimited number of workflows you can make with the software. And, and that's actually a very good example. You can have one trigger the other. Got it. And in terms of say you're a YouTuber and you're uploading videos to YouTube, you do your normal workflow, you edit your stuff. And then once it goes live on YouTube, could you then have it triggered to set up to send it to say a Libsyn for a podcast and your Facebook page? Would that be? That's a great a question. Unfortunately, YouTube does not allow third-party software okay. to download the video. Like Google gives access okay. to the video. But what I tell people to do, it's kind of almost sounds not the normal suggestion, but I, I always tell people, if you have a video, don't upload it to YouTube first. Mm -hmm. I tell people, upload it to your Facebook page. And the reason is because re repurpose, you can make a workflow that says, take my regular video, I just uploaded to Facebook and send that to YouTube. Exactly. And then, Saves time. yeah, and they say, make, take that regular video, strip the audio, turn it into a podcast and send it to Lipson. So you, by uploading it to Facebook, Repurpose can take over and send it to YouTube for you, send it as an audio to your Lipson. It can you know, trigger whatever actions you want it to take as well. And then the WordPress plugin as well, it can be set up to embed that video on your blog. So we've always been talking Facebook Live with Repurpose and the, and the plugin, but in reality, it's any Facebook video, like even a pre-uploaded one, you can make uh -huh. some rules around it so that it, you know, you can configure workflows to do whatever you want with a regular video. And they can be different. So you can say, well, my Facebook Lives do this, but with my regular videos, do that. Do something. Yeah. Mm. And then to take it one step further, I'm such a geek, I know I'm geeking out on this, but you can say <laughs> you can say if if I if you see a certain hashtag in my Facebook video description, then do this. If you don't see it, then don't do anything. So well, what would be an example of that? Yes. Like what kind of action could you get them to take? Yeah. So for example, what, what this was designed for is for two things. One is sometimes it will go live on Facebook, but they, they didn't put the show, like the quote unquote show notes. They haven't put it in the proper title description. Yeah. Right. And they don't want that to go to YouTube yet. So what we do is you can tell repurpose, Hey, don't do anything until you see a certain hashtag. Let's say hashtag Henny Morrow show or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I go live on Facebook. Do my thing, then I go back and I edit the post on Facebook, put in all the sh you know quote unquote show notes, description links, clean it all up. Mm -hmm. Then I put the hashtag in there, and as as soon as I do that, repurpose will say, "Oh, I see the hashtag. Now I'm ready to publish that to YouTube," which means all the dis proper description, proper title will all get carried away, carried over to YouTube as well. So you don't have to duplicate editing the video title and description on Facebook, editing it again on YouTube. Got it. So sense. you can have it set up so that the hashtag will trigger it. Once you, before then you obviously, you put in your title, your show notes and all that other good stuff. And, or you can even have a assistant do this yeah, too. Exactly. Awesome. You can just go live and then the assistant go in later and, and put in all the show notes and then repurpose. will wait for your, that certain hashtag and we'll wait for it, to, which basically tells it that the description is ready. I want you to publish it now. And nobody, and you don't even need to log in to repurpose it. Just just by adding that hashtag on Facebook, within an hour, you'll you'll go live on, you'll go published on YouTube. That's Got it. one use case. Another one is if you if you're starting to use Facebook Live and converting them to podcasts, mm -hmm. you can. Which a lot of people are. Yeah, and you don't 
you don't want every single Facebook live to be a podcast. You may not want that. Maybe you do a live when you're out in the, with a customer or client or whatever, and you may do some lives in the studio. So you can say, hey, only when you see this this hashtag Handymore a podcast or you know whatever you want, yeah. then you take only those episodes and publish them to my podcast feed on Libsyn. So it's a way to let our system know that okay, yeah. I'm only going to take, I'm only going to convert these particular episodes into podcast episodes. So it's kind of an Got advanced it. thing. It was a customer request, and I think it's been one of the the greatest features because it helps people do a bunch of content, and then they don't have to log in to repurpose and pick that episode to publish it to YouTube and pick it here. It's all done automatically, but it has some you have a level of filtering or control to, to tell our system that this one belongs as a YouTube video and this one should go as a podcast or you know, you have a lot more granular control. Got it. And do you have, I'm sure you do. I think I've seen some of them, but I just want to clarify, do you have videos on this to show people like how to make the workflows and like specific ones on um, maybe YouTube or is it on repurpose.io? Yeah, there's there's two videos. I mean, I got to do a lot more because we've been adding a lot of more features, (laughs) but actually it's one of my high priority items for that early this year, like in January, February, is to kind of build up that library. But we do have a, a few videos on the repurpose.io site, one that shows you podcast to YouTube and one that shows you um, Facebook Live to um, to YouTube. Just kind of walks you through the workflow, the settings, just to give you a feel of how it works. They're both on the homepage of repurpose.io. Yeah. Um, and then when you sign up, you can sign up for a free trial to give it a try. Inside there, it'll walk you through how to set up your how to connect your YouTube account and Facebook account and how to make your first workflow. So there's small little videos there, um, but there's, there's a lot more coming. I mean, we have a, obviously a quick start guide as well. That's linked up when you log in the app, it'll give you a guide, but we're trying to get more visual and making small little videos that walk you through you know, how to go from Facebook to Twitter or sorry, Facebook to um, YouTube and then, then from audio podcast. So we're going to do unique videos for each one walk ah, you through okay. and I'll just talk about the different templates. So that's something that's in our plans for the next month or two because it's very important. That would be, yeah, that'd be hugely helpful. Even yeah. like for like LinkedIn and other places because I think um, a lot of people will have specific workflows like, oh, I just wanted to go to LinkedIn mm-hmm. or I just wanted to go here. Yeah. Which would be powerful. Yeah. So LinkedIn is something we've been, we've been we've applied to get permission to upload to LinkedIn. We're still waiting for the, the approval. Ah, but okay. like I said, we have this kind of a catch-all we have this dropbox or google drive connection which lets you you know get the video sent there whether whether you want your facebook live sent there for you like a downloaded copy or you want the audio podcast converted to a video and sent there and then you can do whatever you need to do with it uh, obviously manually but you can right. you have access to it very easily Right, so you can set up the bank. You can make that build that bank of content up in your Dropbox file or mm-hmm. or Google Drive or kind of wherever wherever you'd want it to go, so that you have that exactly backup, backup right? and then your VA can take it, maybe cut some snippets out of it, or your podcast editing team. It's just so much you can do with that content later, yeah. um, and then you can also upload it to platforms like LinkedIn that are not yet supported by Repurpose. And actually, one another, you can also do the flip, the inverse. Meaning, like, let's say you got a library of videos on your yeah. hard, on your hard drive, let's say, or even better, which a lot of people don't know this, you can go to youtube.com, no, sorry, google.com/slash/takeout, I think it's called, mm-hmm. and you can say, hey, give me all my videos in one shot. 
<laughs> you can request all the videos you've ever uploaded to YouTube. It might, it'll take some time and then they'll give you a zip file. You download it. It has all your videos you've ever uploaded. Then, oh my God, which is cool if you have a lot of videos on YouTube, then yeah. you can say, all right, I'm going to throw those all into a Dropbox folder. Then I'm going to tell repurpose to make a workflow to take all those videos from my Dropbox folder from this particular folder and send them to, let's say YouTube or send them to my lips and as audios or you can make these workflows that we talked about, but you can use yeah. Dropbox and soon Google Drive as the input. So you can take any file you've ever made, throw it up onto Dropbox, and it'll get taken. Repurpose will take it and publish it to where you want it to go. And could you um could you have it set up to where if it wants to send it to Libsyn, it could add that intro and mm -hmm. that outro? Exactly. 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 So every workflow has the any video or actually all workflows i think have the option for adding intros and outros so if you're if you're making it going to Libsyn as an audio you can upload an, in, an audio intro outro if you're making videos or taking facebook live videos or making uh, uh making videos we can add a video intro and outro so depending what you're producing what repurpose is producing you can add an intro and outro to it whether in audio or video format that is that is really cool. I know you've been on a lot of different shows. Like you've you're you're a pretty popular guy around podcasting. I mean, <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, I'd love to get an idea of your experience, kind of the bigger shows that you've been on. What are some of the lessons or, or tips you've pulled away that's helping them grow their shows, or what kind of what's working for them in terms of growing the podcast? I mean, in general, I mean the the key, just like any other content platform, is just to be consistent. Mm -hmm, definitely. Um, be consistent with your timing, even up to the timing. Like if you release, release at 10 o'clock every Tuesday, I'll tell you a funny story. A podcast I follow for years now. It's like a software startup podcast. Uh -huh. Love it. Every Tuesday, I think it's 9 a.m. or 10 a.m. No, 9 a.m. Every Tuesday at 9, it was always there. <laughs> One day, it wasn't there. And I, was, I started tweeting, dude, guys, what's going on? I need, like, it's like people get hooked. It, it sounds yeah. funny, but, it, but people get addicted to your content and your regularity. And if you, they're looking for you because I go on my walks at that time and I'm like, hey, right. where is that episode? Yeah, no one's going to unsubscribe or anything. But the point being is people get addicted to your, your your regularity and your frequency of publishing. So be consistent with it. In the beginning, you might want to tinker with how many per week. Yeah. Uh, don't do more than you can handle. Start less and then you can always add a bonus episode if you have extra time that week. Um, and then out. obviously the final tip is like batching. Of course, people always talk about batch, you know, create a couple episodes, give yourself some space to breathe because we know that a lot of podcasters, it's not their full-time job. It's like no. part of their business, right? It's, it's a piece of their business. It's an important yeah. piece, but it's a piece. You can't dedicate, you know, half, three, four, five days of the week. To a podcast, podcast. Yeah. Exactly. So, you know, try to build three or four, If you're, especially if you're in the mood, you got the setup going, just, you know, record three or four episodes and get them um, to your team or, you know, get them edited and in the queue, ready to go. So you have some breathing space. So that's the thing. I mean, people, it's hard to track, like, what's fully working, what's not. Like, people, I've seen people, I've seen people get a lot of more views on Facebook hmm, okay. versus YouTube as a video. Like, repurposed customers, have to say, oh, I'm getting a lot more views on Facebook because maybe their audience hangs out more on Facebook. Right. And then Facebook has a cool feature where you can watch a video and keep scrolling. So you're not taking people off the site. You're they're on Facebook anyways, and then they see your little video and they click on it and they can listen to it 
while they're still scrolling and checking out their feed. So, yeah, I mean, it's going to vary, but yeah. the yeah, idea definitely. here is just repurposing is, is is doing the content once, putting it on all the platforms without like killing you know, your whole week, basically <laughs> doing it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Then it's not worth it. If it's going to take a whole week to do all that, then it's not worth it. No. Um, but if you have these things automated, just happening anyways, it, it's, it just no, you're not going to be worse off for sure. <laughs> True. Um, but you're definitely going to reach people who have, may have never discovered you. I'll give you a perfect example. I've been listening to this podcast and then I've been noticing that, wait a second, this is all Facebook live <laughs> after a couple episodes. And then I, I, but I had no idea. I wasn't following this person on Facebook. I yeah. had no idea they were doing these live, but the content was amazing. I didn't care. I loved the content. I subscribed exactly. to the podcast and I listened to it three times a week. And I'm like, this is awesome. But I would never have discovered it if it was if it was only as a Facebook Live. But the fact that it was a podcast helped me discover it. Now I actually went back and I checked out a couple of videos because I wanted to, because he was talking a little bit about how things work. So the point being is you're going to get audiences that would may have never found you if you weren't on these other platforms. Exactly. Yeah. It's funny. So I listened to Frank Kern's podcast. I don't know if that's, that was, that's the one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was. I yeah. like that too. <laughs> yeah. I had no idea who yeah. was doing Facebook Live. I mean, it can tell in the podcast, but yeah. If I didn't listen to the podcast, I wouldn't know that he was having this great content. So Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, that's that's funny so that you funny. knew which one. <laughs> you knew exactly who I was talking about. Yeah, Frank's the man. Exactly. So he does the same thing. He had a, a episode come out recently. It's called Beast Mode. Beast Mode. I, yeah. I, so I love that episode. Oh, that, I just I'm like Beast Mode equals repurposed. Like literally repurposed <laughs> is is Beast Mode. That's what it does. It does everything that he talks about in that episode. So yeah, yeah it's a. Uh, anyway, it's so funny how you knew exactly who I was talking about. <laughs> but the point is, I would never have found that that no, content right. if it wasn't in a podcast because i go for my walks in the morning and i listen i already subscribed a few weeks a few months ago and hey i don't really care that it's a facebook live it's still good content exactly like I mean, i'm not a huge facebook live guy but i do know people watch it i put it in my facebook groups the ones that anyone's wondering podcast domination vip inner circle type that in on facebook be a member but i'll do facebook lives in there but i don't know one else sees them outside of the group but I can take those now and I can strip them and then use them for the podcast. So it's a great mm -hmm. multi-purpose, multi-platform strategy, simple strategy. But um, I think sometimes you overlook these things. So they're, they're too simple. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's because it's simple. It's not, I mean, it doesn't mean it's not effective. <laughs> yeah. Before we go, honey, I wanted to get your idea on some of the best places people should be repurposing content. Besides, let's just say the in context of they're already doing a podcast or they're, probably thinking about it and they're like, well, how else am I going to leverage this tool? I think repurposed IO is definitely something you want to check out, but what are the best three best or top best platforms if they should be investing and repurposing their content somewhere else besides the podcast? Yeah. yeah I mean, it's going to slightly vary depending on kind of your audience, but of course I mean, you want to be, you don't want to, you don't want to spend a lot of time being on smaller platforms that your audience is not hanging out on. So, but to summarize, I mean, it may not, it may be obvious. It may not, nothing earth shattering, but I would say anything that has a video that allows you to upload video on, i.e. Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn now for the past year or so, obviously YouTube, Facebook, like those are the ones that they have the people, they have the users. And if you have, if you can't be on all of them, because, you know, obviously some of them are not Takes fully time. automated with repurpose, yeah. just pick, you know, for sure the YouTube, there's no doubt YouTube 
and in my opinion, Facebook, because I mean, Facebook gives you the ability to do ads down the road and stuff. Even if you don't have a huge following on Facebook, just putting your content on your page. And the key is to be on your page, not on your personal profile. Um, So upload those videos to your page, um, however you do it, and go live from your page. because That's where you get all the metrics and the ability to retarget people. But Facebook, YouTube, we talked about on your site, on your own home, your own turf. You want to have that content embedded. You're not uploading it to your blog. You're not eating up your website resources. You're just embedding the video from either Facebook or YouTube, depending which one you want to embed. I don't have a lot of experience with Twitter. I don't have a lot of good results or not results. I don't have a lot of traction with Twitter. Same. But (laughs) but some people do. So if your audience is on Twitter, post the audio snippets. You can't put full episodes. You can do snippets, little short 30-second clips. Do that um, and engage with people on there. Instagram is one I've been tinkering with. I hear a lot about and my brother's in the personal training space. He's got his own business, and cool. And okay. in some some spaces, Instagram is the way to go. Like he's closing clients through Instagram stories, and yeah, that's where his people <laughs> are. And he's producing videos every day. He goes to the gym and just takes a you know one yeah. minute clip of some kind of root exercise he's doing, and it's working. Oh yeah. So the, so the point is, you kind of know you you get a feel for where people hang out, your your people, your audience, people you want to reach, and you know, start there and then start expanding. Like, uh, I want to get into Instagram for sure. And, but I just, I just don't really know. I mean, I've been learning a lot and found some pretty cool apps that help you yeah. cut videos into stories and stuff like that. But I, f- I found it was taking too much time for me. Yep. Same. It's not fully automated. So I just said, you know what, let me just focus on what's working. And, you know, I can't afford this extra like half a day here. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> because my audience is not there. I have a couple hundred followers. Like it's not right worth my time yet. Right. No. So, yeah, this kind of you get to know where your audience hangs out, uh, where you interact with people the most, and then just focus on there. And then once that's kind of automated and running, and then you can start tinkering with other platforms. I think once we get a repurposed IO function for Instagram, then it'll be. Oh my God. I'm <laughs> dying. If, that, <laughs> if they allow us to upload to Instagram, game over. Oh, I'll be, I'll be in heaven. <laughs> yeah. Um, actually, one thing that we're doing now is remember I mentioned like Instagram TV yeah. is vertical video, and Instagram posts are square videos. So yeah. everybody's got to all these it's kind of frustrating. So what we're looking at adding in the next few months is ability ability to take a Facebook live or a Facebook video that's vertical. Uh, sorry, that's horizontal. Okay. Just, you know, your traditional video. And then make it into a, automatically make it into a vertical video with maybe you can put a little quote on top of it or something like that. Mm. So that it shows up in your Dropbox as a vertical video ready to go to Instagram TV. So you can repurpose your Facebook lives into Instagram videos. And so basically, um, or, or square version of it. So we're, we'll take care of the resizing for you and mm. formatting into the right spec. That's something we're looking at. We do that now with audio podcasts. I mentioned that we can take an audio podcast and make it into a vertical video or square or rectangular. But then the next step is to take a Facebook video yeah. and turn that, like, I don't know, you see Gary V do it on his, on his Instagram channels, you know, where you have a little title on top and, Right. The video in the middle and so that kind of stuff we can try to automate with repurposed templates as well with your facebook videos we just can't upload it to instagram yet right. i'm hoping one day they let that <laughs> to give us the option I, i'm sure it'll come but right now it's just at least we can prepare the full video for you it's sitting in your dropbox you or someone on your team can just upload it to instagram tv or instagram post 
Yeah, I think that's, that's definitely gotta be a powerful thing there for Instagram. If I could leave one tip off, it's like, if you could, so right now you can have it to where it's resized and sent to a Dropbox video or Dropbox file. Yeah, that's, if you have an audio podcast, you uh-huh. can convert it convert it into a, a video for Instagram. Yeah, and or Instagram TV, square, uh, vertical. Okay. So you can choose that in your workflow when you make it and repurpose. And you can have the pretty little template like set up the way you yeah, want. Yeah, exactly. And we take the title. You can even put a quote if you want to manually publish that episode. You can publish and repurpose and just tweak a quote. Let's say you want to put a quote from your podcast episode. You can do right right inside of repurpose and you'll get uh, built into the video. Mm, okay. So that's like, yeah, I feel like that would probably be the best way to do an Instagram. You could have someone on your team do it after that. Hey, you just go into Dropbox and uh, upload it to my yeah. Instagram TV. That's really cool. Yeah. And the beauty is, I, I didn't mention this in the beginning, for anything we've talked about, it doesn't have to be going forward. Like you can put a podcast feed in there and let's uh-huh. say a podcast, you've had like hundred episodes in the bank. You've already <laughs> done a hundred episodes. You can go in and say, Hey, send all hundred episodes to YouTube, send them all to my Dropbox, ready for Instagram posts, send them all to, uh, to, um, to Facebook as oh videos and you click it and then you go to bed and the next day it's done. <laughs> like it's, you don't like the computer doesn't have to be running. There's no software to download. So it's, uh, it happens automatically for, you know, new episodes, but also you, you can queue up, queue up your entire backlog. Yeah. Wow. So that, yeah. So that, now I know what my team is going to be doing. My assistant's <laughs> going to be busy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this call. Um, but, uh, but cool. Okay. That's really awesome. That's good to know. Cause people are like, well, I've got a ton of great content some you know, on my feed and, and now I gotta, I can't use it. That's really powerful. Wow. I tell yeah. some people about that. A lot of people don't. I mean, to me, it's it seems intuitive. I see this, you know, I, I, yeah. I created this the software, but <laughs> a lot of people miss that point. They don't realize that it's your, when you make a workflow, you say, Give, show me all the episodes. You can see your entire library of Facebook videos, your entire library of, of uh, podcast episodes, and then pick them all, pick the ones you want or all of them. Yeah. Cue them up and, and go. You're off to the races. That's huge. Honey, I don't want to leave take take too much more of your time, but I definitely want to thank you. And I want to leave you off with one question. If you had to hmm, if you had to help a new podcaster with one tip, I guess give them one piece of advice to launch a show, a huge show, amazing show. What I guess what would it be in terms of Yeah, let's leave off. Yeah. In your experience, you've you've been around the block, you know this space. Yeah. My opinion is is to and um, not worry about perfection and treat it just like and treat it as a piece of content that has adds value to your listener and not about the perfect recording or the perfect editing it's about the you know delivering value in your content yeah focus on that and then as you get better you can improve your mic and improve your setup and you know, get more comfortable less than ums and ahs and that stuff gets better over time. But I mean, if you deliver good content, people are going to watch or listen because it's about the content. Uh, like we said, we listen to podcasts that were done live on Facebook <laughs> live. And because I, I enjoy the content, I don't care if he right. know, pauses here and there and he's talking about something on the screen for a few seconds. Yeah. That I can't see, but I still can, I still know what's going on. So that I guess the point is focus on the content and then, in, you know, improve and get better on the production value because that is important it has you know it does make a yeah. difference if someone can't hear you or is crackly <laughs> and stuff but don't worry about that in the beginning focus on just getting good guests or getting good content out of your guests i think so i would say also study uh 
what is study improv study improv and like in that kind of stuff because if you know how to entertain and hook an mm. audience you can keep them around and that's something i wish i would have learned how to do <laughs> yeah and, and have person i think it goes along with personality too like yeah it's your show right you your show you don't have to make it sound like some tv show or someone else's podcast it's your show have your own kind of personal touch to it if you do something or you say a certain phrase or just just be yourself and just make it your show and not don't try to be somebody else and just do it the way you want that's the beauty of it it's your show you own it good point great 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 point there honey where can um people find you i know you've got your website i believe it is well repurpose.io is one yeah i if you actually head on to hannymora.com this h-a-n-i-m-o-u-r-r-a.com it's got a little bit about me and links to my facebook and products and stuff like that Perfect. Okay. I will have those in the show notes, folks, over at lewisryan.com and also in the Facebook group for those who will be there joining me. Uh, I think, honey, I think you're, you're in that group. Yeah. I think I had it. Yeah. I'm in the group. Yeah. Okay, cool. It's a small but growing group. So, but hey, anyways, um, thank you very much for your time, honey. I will let you get back to um, making repurpose.io an amazing, even more amazing tool. And I appreciate it. And my pleasure. Thanks for having me on. You're welcome. All right, guys, we'll catch you next week. Hey, what's up? It's Lewis again. Really hope you took something of value away from today's show. And don't forget, there's only one thing I want you to do if you need help, if you want to chat about this, if there's any way I can serve you, that is to text or maybe even give me a call at 561-405-7838. That is a Google voice number that goes directly to my phone. So I will be on demand for you and we can chat about how we can help you grow, launch, or monetize your podcast. Thanks. I'll catch you next week.